Okay, all the talk this afternoon, of course, is about the federal government lifting travel vaccination requirements. We got much more on that coming up. As a matter of fact, the announcement is uh, happening uh, as we speak, and we will have full coverage of that coming up in our next hour. But also happening today, a new federal bill that will require private sector businesses to report being cyber attacked. Charles Finley is a cybersecurity expert with Toronto Metropolitan University and joins us now for more on this story. Charles, good afternoon. Nice to have you back with us. Great to chat with you, Jeff. Thank you. Okay. Uh, why is this a necessary, uh, first and foremost? Why do we need a law or a bill that requires businesses to actually make public or report that they have been under cyber attack? So one of the most important things that the federal government is trying to do is to get a clear picture of cybersecurity attacks that are taking place uh, across the across the country, one of the sort of most interesting and problematic features of cybersecurity is that so much of it is hidden from view. So many attacks are happening uh, against organizations that, for their own reasons, are not reporting uh, those attacks. So it's very difficult to get a full picture of all the attacks that are taking place, and that makes responding to those attacks uh, very very difficult. So. Uh, the government um, uh, has that uh, challenge, and uh, it is uh, through this uh, new legislation that was just uh, introduced uh, today uh, in the federal parliament, uh, uh, positioning itself to require certain kinds of organizations that are running particularly important systems uh, to uh, have mandatory reporting requirements so that they must disclose uh, cybersecurity attacks of various kinds. Yeah. What are the reasons that companies don't report this to Charles? I mean, is it embarrassing for them? Are they concerned that maybe their valued customers or investors might lose confidence in them or their company? Yes, it's all of those things. It's, uh, it is, uh, you know, it is uh, still seen as a vulnerability for those companies from a reputational perspective. Uh, it's obviously creates uh, liability concerns that the company may have in respect of uh, of shareholders, of customers, uh, of regulators. So, uh, good reasons uh, uh, that companies have you know typically felt not to report uh, cybersecurity attacks and not to report how they're managing those attacks. That is to say, if they are paying ransoms, uh, if they're uh, if they're undertaking other kinds of steps to mitigate. Uh, their risks. So, you know, companies and other organizations uh, that have been attacked have seen uh, many reasons, legitimate or not, to uh, to keep quiet about what they've gone through. All right. So uh, by making this public, what are we hoping uh, to learn here from some of these businesses and companies that have been under cyber attack? Are we hoping to learn more about cyber criminals, how they uh, operate and just exactly who and why uh, they're targeting? So uh, there's a lot still uh, sort of uh, unknown about this legislation that the federal government uh, introduced uh, today. Uh, exactly how the uh, legislation will operate, what exactly is being reported, uh, what the time frame is for that reporting, exactly what organizations are going to be required to report, uh, and for what purpose. All of that remains outstanding and will be implemented through you know regulations uh, that are to follow. Uh, you know, the fundamental premise here, though, is that the government is giving itself the power to identify particular vital services or vital systems uh, that are uh, undertaken in our society uh, and in our economy and to mandate 
that those uh, operators who are engaged in those sectors, uh, delivering those services or engaged in those sectors, you know, must disclose certain kinds of attacks against them. And that, you know, the purpose, again, is to give the government a fuller picture of the cybersecurity attack environment, if you like, across the country so that the government can have a coordinated response to uh, all of these attacks. What's happening right now is that there are attacks underway against, you know, different organizations across the country. Some are reporting them, some are not. And it's very, very difficult for the government to gain a full picture of what's happening. And as a result, it's very difficult for the government to respond. All right. We know some of these attacks, a lot of them, as a matter of fact, target things like uh, hospitals, uh, various uh, government institutions. Does this uh, new law, do we know, uh, Charles, uh, is this responsibility to make it public and report apply to uh, government institutions uh, as well as uh, private sector uh, businesses? Or is this more more of a case of a do as I say, not as I do? So the application of this particular legislation right now will be to things like telecommunications companies, um, uh, uh, pipelines uh, and energy uh, infrastructure, nuclear energy uh, in particular, transportation systems, uh, banking systems, uh, uh, different kinds of trading systems. So uh, the federal government here is looking at uh, different kinds of systems that are within its jurisdiction and, and identifying exactly uh, how to uh, to mandate those, um, uh, you know, those reports. I, I think the answer to your question is yes, the government will be requiring different government agencies that operate uh, in these particular sectors to report just as other uh, organizations uh, will be required to. And they'll report in uh, to the communication security establishment, which will then, uh, the hope is, undertake coordinated uh, action around, you know, the data that's collected. I will say it's one thing to collect data and to mandate the reporting of data, it's another thing to to act on the information that you're receiving, and that is a very important piece that the government, you know, has to provide, which is investments in the capacity of the federal government to answer coordinated attacks that are happening uh, across the country, and that's a step beyond mandatory reporting. That's into how is the federal government and and you know, other governments across Canada going to respond to cybersecurity attacks. Which leads me to my next question. Just how important is this? How big is this, do you think, Charles, when it comes to the battle against cybercrime? As you and I have talked uh, in the past, I mean, this is big. This is uh, just growing, really, a growing concern of cybercrime. Just how important is this mandate to uh, make uh, cybercrime uh, public? How important is this going to be in the battle against it? So I think it's a very important uh, first step, Jeff. As you and I have talked about, the cybersecurity challenge is a, a serious national security and global security threat. There is an ongoing cyber war that is underway right now involving many different actors, sovereign states, uh, private ransomware gangs, uh, different kinds of organizations attacking different targets for different reasons. Uh, around the world. It is a uh, extremely dynamic uh, and very hostile uh, environment in terms of cybersecurity right now. This is an important first step in terms of the government of Canada saying, we want to get a handle on exactly what is happening, especially in respect of critical infrastructure that's running uh, across the country. Now, the question that follows is, and as I mentioned, what is the government going to do 
uh, about these attacks once it has the clearer picture. And I think that is something that we're going to have to look for uh, over the weeks and months ahead. But but make no mistake, this is an extremely serious uh, situation. And this is an important step that the federal government is taking to position itself in the middle of answering this challenge. All right, Charles, always appreciate the time and the discussion. Thanks so much for this. Happy to chat, Jeff. Thank you. All right. Charles Finlay is a cybersecurity expert with Toronto Metropolitan University here in the Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.